Private Affairs, the award-winning fiction podcast about Zimbabweans dating in the diaspora is back for season two. Kicking off with a group of friends jetting off to Thailand for an unforgettable birthday trip. Listen to Private Affairs on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. This project has been assisted by the Australian government through the Australia Council for the Arts, its arts funding and advisory body. Hello? Yo, what up? Hey. Ooh, I love that. Hello. It's energetic. It's full of vibe. It's full of everything I've been Ooh. dying for all weekend. Wagwan girl. You all right? You know how to gas a girl up. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Phoenix Station. Thank you. For those listening to this for the first time, it's a romantic family and friendship breakup podcast showcasing stories that people would like to talk about with a view to give you lessons from their experiences. I hope you find today's story entertaining, but more importantly, meaningful. Now, the podcast is popular for two main reasons. One, I do my best to keep my guests anonymous, which brings me to the fun part. Are you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> so, uh, in the normal fashion of the podcast, the name is from Africa. Um, this time from Northern Africa, so it's an Arab name. And your okay. name is Kahina. Kahina. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. pretty. What is yeah, 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 it doesn't sound meaning. too bad, right? <laughs> right. And Kahina yeah. means the fortune teller. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I don't know how true that is because if you could read into the future, you would not be on this podcast today. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> because I you'd hope have it seen, applies to the future me. <laughs> exactly. You'd have seen whatever is coming, right? So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm hoping at the end of this, right, we might have some, <laughs> some lessons that you can apply into the future, our beloved fortune teller. Mm. <laughs> we shall see <laughs> And uh, the second reason why the podcast is doing great Is the real life lessons that people learn from the experiences that you're going to share today So, <laughs> have you got lessons for us? Oh, I thought long and hard mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, you know, I just decided to keep it simple Cool uh, I have four lessons mm-hmm. And my first lesson is Keeping it simple and you got four, yeah? Simple for me, simple. yeah, is one lesson. <laughs> <laughs> the average number is about three, and you've gone beyond three or four. So this uh, is by no means simple. But anyway, let's see what they like. Anyway, what are you saying? Okay, so mm-hmm. the first lesson is not everyone is meant to be a parent. Oh. <laughs> No, there's some beautiful people who are who are not meant to be parents. They're just beautiful people, and they should just keep it at being beautiful people. Ah, and, and then there's some people who are meant to be parents. You mm. know. <laughs> okay, number two. <laughs> so number two is you can't change people who don't want to change. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Too too damn true. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got a third last one. And that one is accountability is everything. Oh, yes. Amen to that. (laughs) 
and number four. And my last thing is my last lesson is there is no understanding crazy. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah. You can't rationalize it. It's just crazy. It's crazy. You can't uh, rationalize it. I like that though. I like that. So I'll just play those back. Yeah. Lesson number one, not everyone is meant to be a parent. I'm really keen on that one. Uh, number two, you can't change people who don't want to change. Number three, accountability is everything. And lesson number four, there's no understanding crazy. Crazy is crazy, period. Yes. Yeah? Okay, cool. This gets me curious. This is not a romantic breakup then, is it? No, it's a family, like, oh, <laughs> it's a mother dear. and daughter breakup. I, yeah. Okay, when you say mother and daughter, is that you and your mom? Yes, me and my mom. So needless to say, I don't even need to get a name for your mom. She's just mom. Oh, yeah. But there's a bunch of people who will be playing a factor, which also I try to keep it simple because, yeah. hey, names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, are you going to give them names or are you just going to call them brother, sister, uncle, cousin? Oh, so I have a bunch of aunties, so I decided to go naming them by auntie one, auntie two, num- auntie three, and auntie four. Oh, okay, nail made. Four aunties, yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and are all of these your mother's sisters? No. Uh, crazy enough, they are all adoptive aunties. <laughs> oh, okay. So aunties from the hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, yes. Hey. Yeah. Chale, I like this one. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get into it. So, okay, describe your mom. Um, okay, how do I describe my mom? My mm. mom is a beautiful human being mm-hmm. as long as you don't know her personally, right? <laughs> she paints a very beautiful picture. Yeah. She's a very beautiful on paper. Like, mm-hmm. on paper, very wonderful person, very caring. You know, the first time you meet her, she's very charming. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, my goodness, I this woman is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody growing up, all my friends would be like, I, I love your mom. I wish I lived at your home, you know? That's, like, the type of person she is. She'll be in any, I want to say, social setting. She's the bubbly person helping out, going above and beyond. And any social setting, anything, you know, she's a church going lady, very strict, very you know, straight to the point kind of, but in a nice and beautifully wrapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, but with you in an intimate space, she's a different person altogether. Yes. So, and let's, so let's talk siblings. Are you, are you an only child or you got brothers, sisters? I have a younger brother. Now, does your younger brother share the same sentiment about your mom? Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but you know why? Um, everybody has a different experience, right? So mm. his is not quite as, I want to say, painted as red as, as mine is. Yeah. So, you know, that plays into a factor like, you know, as an older sibling, you shelter your other siblings through a lot of things, right? So that's what you've done. I I felt like I did a lot of that growing up. Yeah. 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 Let's just talk about your dad for a second. Oh. <laughs> um my dad actually he's going to be part of the story later on. Later on. So, okay. So so do you want us to touch yeah. on him later on just not just not now? Oh yeah, we can touch on him l- like later on. Yeah. 
Okay, let's get into it. I don't know if there's any point in trying to establish what the good times were because it feels like you have a lot to unload about about your mom. So, so literally, it's the ball is in your is in your court. Go for it. All right. So you know what I would say. What's relevant is like yeah. uh, I wasn't child uh, my my childhood. I wasn't really raised with my like by my mom. I was raised in Zim by my grandma. So me and my younger brother we were raised in Zim until I think I was. 13 mm-hmm. and then you know when you're growing up with your mom living overseas and you're r- being raised by your grandma all these kids who have their parents you always have this picture of like one day me and my mom yeah oh you know you always have this longing for a parent right like, mm-hmm. even though my da- my grandma did everything to not make us feel that way you know we're part of the family we called my grandma mom everybody like me and my brother we called her mom but deep down we're like you know we still have our mom Mm -hmm. and fast forward a few years later so we moved uh overseas and then the first time we like moved here i think was in like a month in my mom goes like you know those red flags right this is (laughs) this is when they start she's like you know if you ever tell anyone that what's going on at home it's not gonna be like back home where people will just like laugh it off. You guys are going to be taken into protective custody and you'll never see each other and you'll be separated. Da 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 da. And for her, she's like, you know, like if I hit you at home, like, you know, back home, like, you know, like a, a small little beating back home is normal. Yeah. And you guys go advertising in here. It's not going to be the same. They're going to take this seriously. And for me and my brother were like, well, we never advertised being beaten at back home as well. It was not like, you know, a fun thing, but well, okay, whatever. You know, you put it in, like, whatever. Mm. And then, so at the time, uh, my mom introduced me, when we first moved, she introduced me to all these aunties. She was like, hey, these are your aunties. These are the people you will go to. Like, if you need anything, if I can't be around or anything like that. And everything is good until, I want to say six months in when we are finally comfortable. So, and then you see. <laughs> so, so I'm going to pause it there for a second. So your, your mom lived yeah. overseas and because she was yes. overseas, you were raised by your grandma until you turned the age of, did you say 13? Yes. And then at 13, you moved over to be with your mom and then mm-hmm. you're with your mom. And then she introduces you to a bunch of aunties that you're about to talk about now. Yeah. Well, six months. The story goes settling. on. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so this is six months. You okay? Cool. That that is very clear now. Go on. Yeah. So for me, I wasn't. Um, you know, I wasn't used to these people. The only person, like, uh, I also forgot to mention, like, my uncle, mm-hmm. who was the only person, like, his the only like blood relative to my mom, and he was living with us at the time when I, when me and my brother, we, uh, we moved overseas. So he was living in the same house and I started noticing like tensions were very harsh, like between him and my mom. And I didn't understand like what's going on. Cause my mm. uncle was like this fun person who's very like joyful person. And all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, he moves out oh. without letting us know anything. We're like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, and then my uncle loved to spend time with me and my brother no matter what he was like he would take us out to like movies and everything he just enjoyed spending time with us and all of a sudden he doesn't want to see us anymore like no matter what we'll be like oh we want to go spend the weekend at his place we, we don't even get like a call from him and I was like nope he, he's not about it nope he doesn't want to spend time with you guys move on 
And I'm like, okay, you know, something weird, but hey, you, I was trusting her, right? I'm like, yeah, my mom would never steer me wrong, you know. She knows there's probably something bigger going on. She's not letting us know. Yeah. And then, um, so with all these aunties that she's introduced us to, we, me and my brother, we've basically kept to ourselves. We're not a very like big and like uh into knowing other people because back home we were very a close-knit family Mm -hmm. so outsiders were not a like a thing that we associated with a lot Mm -hmm. so finally we're building relationships with these people and every single time it started very slowly like every single time my mom would be like oh let's say me and my brother we go spend time with auntie number one she will be like, why did you go spend time there? You know, her house is this and this. Or she'll be like, you know, she's a witch, right? You can't eat her food. So okay. we are confused. And yeah. she is serious. That, that, that'll be very confusing, <laughs> right? So you made the effort to introduce me to all these aunties. I'm hanging out with your auntie friends. And suddenly yeah. you're calling them witches. Like, you know, <laughs> what is it? Are they a witch? Are they worth knowing or not? You, you just, you're like, what's going on? And then... Mm. Also with this, like she moved us far away from everybody else to like, she packed us up within a, like within three months. We didn't even know this was happening. She just told us one week before we moved because we noticed her packing up. We were just like, oh, maybe she's, you know, doing spring cleaning, trying to get rid of things. She's not saying anything. Mm. And then one week later, she's like, hey, I am moving to a different city. I'm going to go get ourselves, I'm going to go get me sorted out over there with our housing situation. And then I'm going to come back and then I'm going to come and get you guys. Mm -hmm. So my brother and I are like, this is weird. What is this? Like, this has never happened before where we just get moved without not being told anything. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, whatever, fine. Um, We um, like, we moved to that different city and this is where my mom gets really close with auntie number one. And they're almost like best friends at this point. Mm-hmm. They do everything together. And then my mom, uh, my mom was like kind of single, not really single because her relationship with my dad was not the best relationship. So I know this is not about your mom and your dad, yeah. but I can't uh-huh. ignore the fact that you said your mom was kind of single. So <laughs> I got one yeah. question. Were your mom and dad ever married? Yes. <laughs> so how is she kind of single? This is like, that's what I'm, I was so confused as well, because from my knowledge, they were married. But while I'm living with mom, mom is dating. So, you, so, so my you, dad was. So you knew mom was seeing other men. Yes. My dad didn't live with us. My dad lived in SA. And, so, and you know your mom was seeing other men because she would leave the house and say, I'm going to go meet a guy or how did you put that together? Oh, no. Like, um, you know, when people are like dating somebody, you know how they act. And then actually she's introduced, um, well, her first, re- her first actual relationship, which I don't know, Tinto, this one is <laughs> for another one. Um, cause her first relationship, she, came forward with uh i was turning 17 and it was a woman so for me all my life my mom has been straight and then all of a sudden there's now a woman in the picture <laughs> how did she introduce this woman as, as an auntie or oh no, no no she took me out for my birthday you know lunch and she's like hey 
you know what? I've been seeing someone and this is not a regular person, you know, like your regular Uncle Joe. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's wrong with him? And then she's like, oh, it's a him. I, I mean, so her. And I have nothing against with people's sexual orientation or anything like that. But I was so confused. I'm like, all this time and all of a sudden. And then uh, and then it moved really quickly. So within like her telling me about this woman a month later, we were all like moving into each other's houses. Mud ting. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh <laughs> and then not only like, you know, not saying um this woman was, you know, like of a like Caucasian. So mm. completely different from from what we're used to with our African selves. And she had a daughter as well. So we know she's like my mom when my mom is in a relationship, she goes on this bubble mm-hmm. where she doesn't care about what whatever's going on around her. Like we could be starving to death. She won't even notice that she's starving to death because her relationship is going so good. So this other woman started, you know, being abusive to me and my brother. How? And like the yelling uh, that she would just yell at us for no good reason. And then, you know, like the hush, like you can't open windows, your bedroom window. She'll, she'll come and watch you be like, Hey, you can't open your bedroom windows, taking away things, like making sure you're locked up while her daughter has all the freedom in the world. And just as you described, your mom wouldn't really be bothered by this because her relationship is too good for her to care. Yeah. So there was a time this woman actually kicked me out of the house uh, in the middle of the night. So I had no shoes on. I had nothing. She just lost it and kicked me out of the house. So I'm like wandering the streets in the middle of the night. I'm like 17, barely dressed, don't have any shoes on. And then after like, after they finally found me, because I had to go to a park. That was the only place I knew. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go sit by the park over there because I don't know anywhere else to go. So around 4 a.m., they started looking for me and then they found me. And then four the conversation the, that I... Four in the morning. Yeah. Because <laughs> my mom was working overnight. So my mom didn't know what was going on. And the people started looking for me was actually uh, the lady's daughter and my younger brother. She was like, I don't care. Da, 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 da. So when they found me, <laughs> they're like, oh, we're sorry this happened to you. She, this should, you know, she lost her mind. She was in the wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I, I just didn't care. And I expected my mom, you know, to like care to, you know, to be like, you can't do that to my child. And my mom had a conversation with me. She was like, you know, I'm so proud you walked away from that situation. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was so confused. (laughs) This is going to be my comment. This is going to send me down a rabbit hole and I'm going to lose the essence of what you really want to talk about. So I I would like you Mm -hmm. to make a promise to me. Yeah. That I have a separate episode with you. Just to talk about the dynamics around the relationships, which is your mom, um, sexuality, and your dad, right? And the focus is on you, how that has made you feel and what that has done to you as an individual. Because 
there might be somebody out there listening to this and thinking this is the situation for me and I'd like to draw some lessons for this. Okay. So do you promise me to do an episode separate with just that? Yeah, sure. We can do an episode, yeah. Cool. So we're going to park yeah. that. I'm not even going to pursue that anymore because I can tell okay. this is going to be way too deep for me to to deal with in this, I in this told episode. You. <laughs> oh, no, this episode is right. so, going to so, be... So let's take it back, right? Let's take it back. We're right back to yeah. where you were. Go for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just like, I'm so proud of you for walking away from this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And... I was like completely dumbfounded and I'm just like, okay, what's going on? Uh, and then at the same time, you know, like for me, I've always wanted to like, you know, prove something to my mom to be like, Hey, I want you to be proud of me. I want you to look at me and be happy. And, you know, like I, I've always wanted to be like that child who always makes her mother proud. So some of the things like, you know, like for me, like I started working at 16, I had like my job at 16 after school, I had everything like you know handled Mm. but like my mom didn't have to pay for a phone bill nothing she didn't have to buy me clothes on top of that when i'm like i'll come home from school and cook dinner make sure the house is clean make Mm. sure everything is good because you know my my mom can't deal with finding the house messy she'll she'll lose it yeah so with all of that and i'm like i think you know i'm pretty i I was thinking I'm i'm pretty much of a good kid you know, but like, no matter what you will do, nothing will ever make her like happy. And so with me, I have this other like uh, weird condition where I have like knee issues since I was, I've been a child. Mm-hmm. And once I started working, sometimes when I'm working, like my knees would just give in, like I would be in so much pain. And yeah. then I'll start like, like I will cry, like I'll be screaming in pain. And then my mom will come pick me up and she will be so pissed. Mind you, she's not doing anything when I'm calling her to be like, Hey, I'm in this much pain. This is what's happening. She's sitting at home on her day off doing nothing. Mm. I'm not interrupting anything. And she will, she'll come and then she'll be like, I'm going to take you to the hospital and you better bring the same energy that you were crying and screaming at before I drop. And then she will drop me off at the, at the hospital and say, find your way back home. She won't even go inside with me. No. She would just leave me there. Or whenever I'll be like sick, like, you know, where I'm like, okay, I'm sick. I can't go to school. She'll be like, well, you know, the phone number for the school. And then you know where to look for medicine. And then she won't even check on me nothing and just go. Like I could die in the living room and she wouldn't even care. Yeah. She'd be like, I'm gone. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm for me that I was not used to that. But then he like, he taught me how to grow up fast. Right. Like, Hey, when you're like this, this is this, you know, you, there's no time for you to be babied. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So I, around when I turned 18, I moved out and I went to school to uni. And then uh, while I was in uni, my mom had a surgery. And I remember being so like worried about her because she's like, my brother, I love my younger brother, but you know, like men, then <laughs> he's not that like very useful around like younger men, like, you know, young, like teenagers, like telling him, Oh, you know, you need to make sure she has a match. You need to make sure she's this and this when he has his friends. I'm not like, he was great, but he's not the best. And yeah. also trying to make sure to keep the house clean and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So when he, when she had her surgery, I knew she was like, like, bedridden stuck to her bed i would make sure to call her every single day and check in and i'm like trying to like you know make her proud be like hey like this is what's going on with me i 
had zero filter when it came to her. Mm-mm. And I remember when it came to like my midterms, I was so excited because I'm like, I struggled in school. Like growing up, I struggled. I was not the best student. Mm. But I remember getting one of my um, midterms back and it was like a 92%. Ooh. And I was, I was shocked. Jeez. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm. So I call her and I'm like, oh my God, you won't believe it. She's like, well, I brought you all this way for you to get a 92%. You can't tell me you can't get a hundred percent. Wow. Mind you, I graduated uni with honors. Wow. And she sat there on her phone the entire time when I was going to get my, like my rebounds and everything. She sat on her phone, bored out of her mind. (laughs) That is unbelievable. I was like, okay, you know what? It's okay. You know, uh, so while I was also away in uni, my mom started dating someone else. So the woman, her, her and the woman, they broke up. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, I have found the Lord, which I was like, well, I thought you already had the Lord. What's going on? But okay, that's <laughs> for another day, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, we I'm just like I, 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 you keep changing up. I, I'm not understanding. You know, I, I'm down with whatever. I'm, yeah. I was like so like craving her like her approval that no matter what, I will mm-hmm. be 150 percent championing you all the way. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Do you want the gay flags? I will paint the house like rainbow. We're doing this yeah. all the way. We're not, you know. Mm-hmm. And with every single like step my mom will take, I'll be there. I'm like, I'm championing you. I, I want you to like, you know, to feel like, hey, there's someone here for you. So she started dating someone else and he moved in into the house. I didn't know about it. She didn't tell me about this man at all. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I'm hearing about is like from my brother. Where my brother, my brother he loves to gossip with me. So he'll call me and be like, eh, sir. So she's moved, he's moved into the house or he's doing this. This is, this is happening. And then I'll call, mind you, I'm talking to my mom every single day. Mm. There's no mention of a man. Zero mention. Mm. But we'll talk for at least 30, 40 minutes. Nothing. No mention of her seeing anybody, nobody moving into the house. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And then one day when she can, when she comes down to like the city I was living in, she comes to, see me and then she all of a sudden she introduces me to this man and they are engaged what but <laughs> how long has she, she didn't be- tell how long has she been oh, seeing no. you for i i don't know that's the thing i was like it was less than a year that's how much i know maybe six months at tops mud thing but then the thing is, I didn't find out that they were engaged through her telling me when they came down. She came down and introduced him like, this is the man, uh, he's my friend. She said, he's, that's his friend, that's her friend. And then the family group chat back home where, where we're all added with the people and my grandmother and everybody. She's, she posted on the group chat like, I don't know why you people who are upset with this man. He's a good man and I want to marry him. Blah, 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 blah. And he's, hey. he's already proposed. So. I am reading the text. I'm uh, uh. so uh, okay. I, I promised I wouldn't do this, but I'm dying to ask. Mm-hmm. The family group is talking about another man getting engaged to her. Mm-hmm. What is the family group saying about your dad and your mom? Oh, my mom said. Uh, now she's telling everybody that she's divorced. But was she divorced? 
Hey, we don't know. <laughs> I don't hey. know to this day. I don't know to this day. So even up I until now, even... you don't know whether your mom is divorced or she's not divorced. I, I, I've never seen the paper. She told me she was divorced. Hence the reason why now, like, you know, she's marrying multiple, multiple. Mind okay. you, there's going to be multiple people who are going to be engaged to her. Right. So this is not the first one. Do you talk to your dad? Well, not, not anymore. Well, my dad passed, right? Oh. So, okay. yeah. Okay. But like when he was alive, we yeah. still didn't talk like that. My dad, he and I barely mentioned my mom. Like, he'll ask how she's doing. So, I think for his sanity, my dad tried to not mention any, like, anything towards her. Because I feel like mm. he, will, he would have lost it. Right. But then it'll be different. Because on the other end, the the everything was colored. My mom would mention everything about my dad. Like, every single argument. Things, you know, a child shouldn't know about their parents. She told us everything to the point, like, sometimes... Now I'm looking back, I'm like, was any of this even true? Cause she did like make like that relationship between me and my, like my, my dad. It, it was very like, after hearing some of the stories, it was very hard for me to just pretend like what good. Cause I'm like, Hey, this is not okay. But then at the same time, like it, my mom, I felt like she wanted everybody to be on her side no matter what. So she made sure to color everybody's perspective when it came to my dad to the point like my brother didn't have a relationship with my dad. Jeez. And then like I could in my all my full like 26 years of life, my dad, I know for a fact, has never once mentioned a single bad thing about my mom. Wow. <laughs> so it was like ah now that I think back I'm like oh my gosh yeah. I've never once heard him utter a single bad thing actually if I was like moving mad mm. he would check me real quick mm. you'll be like that's your mom you need to have some respect for that woman yeah that has just done something to me man Mm. it's yeah it's 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 interesting you're just like ah okay so 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 back to the one you know where where, mm -hmm. okay you know this guy's now getting introduced to the family this is this is my husband you know i told you he's a good man blah 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 what what happened Mm -hmm. uh and all of a sudden i think it was a year in Mm. my my brother starts texting me mom is sleeping on the couch why is she sleeping on the couch i don't know she's not telling me anything and I'm calling my mom. Hey, is everything okay? Yeah, everything is good. And then I want to say like three weeks later, this man moves out and they are done. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. uh-huh. And I was just like, what happened? Uh, nothing. You don't hear anything from that one. You're just like, okay, you know, you just move on, right? And then... A couple, like, I want to say a couple, like, months later, her and my dad start talking together. Like, they are, like, start talking as if they're getting together. Yeah. And it was so weird because she would talk to him on the phone, but then at the same time, turn around and be like, do you see this useless man? Do you see what he's saying? And you are just like, oh, my goodness. You know, she... (laughs) 
and not only is she saying this too like you know it'll be better if she was just saying this to like just keeping it to her children no 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 she's calling my uncle like now they have a relationship because that relationship with my mom everybody it's on and off so mm-hmm. now they're back on so she's calling him she's telling him everything and being like oh he's so good for nothing da 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 and they will be laughing together and you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, for me I'm just like watching on the sideline being like ah, yeah, just trying to not associate myself with it and then after I graduated from uni, I couldn't find a job, you know, <laughs> had some time, like, so I was struggling. My part-time job wasn't paying, like, my rent fully, so I had to move back home. Mm. And when I moved back home, I felt like there's something when you're a child and you can tolerate things or you can tell yourself this is something else. But once <laughs> you are now, like, somewhat grown and you see things the way they are, it's it's completely different. Yeah. So I, when I moved back home, my mom was like, Hey, remember auntie number one? Well, she had a back injury and she's fine. She's okay. Like nothing crazy. She just needs some help. And then her company is hiring. Do you maybe like want to do that? Like it's going to be light. You're going to be getting paid. You're going to, you're not going to be doing much because you know, it's like family. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Mm. Oh, this is another lesson. Don't work with family. <laughs> Don't work with family. Don't work for family. Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I was working with it, with auntie number one, the, she's almost like my mom. Yeah. Almost the same. Mm. So the first, you know, first three weeks, things are good. Things are fine, you know, we're chilling, I'm making her tea, we're, you know, we're hanging out, she's my auntie, everything is fine. Mm. And then she starts little by little, like the small abuse things, you know, like this woman took it all the way, you know, in those African movies where you see the abusive stepmom who throws, who crumples things on the ground and throws them, it makes the other person to come like pick them up. Mm. She would do things like that, like. I'll be standing there instead of her just handing me the paper she wants me to go put in the garbage. She will crumple it up standing next to her and she'll throw it on the ground and say, can you pick that up and go throw it in the garbage? Uh. <laughs> hmm. And uh, like, she was make so many comments and it was just a horrible like work environment. And then most of the times I had like my friend with me on the phone because mm. I could have my phone right on. So I had my headphones on. So my friend is listening to all these things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know how you are still at this job. And I, for me, I was also trying to protect the relationship between her and my mom. Cause I'm like, I don't want to say this to my mom just in case, you know, my mom actually becomes a mom mm-hmm. and decides to end that relationship. I'm like, I don't want to like, you know, cause any trouble. But then this auntie will call my mom and tell my mom like, Hey, she didn't do X, Y, Z. And then lying to my mom, all of mm. this, just calling her out of the blue and lying. Mm. And then my mom, when I got home, she would yell at me and scream at me about not doing whatever I work. And then on top of that, she'd be like, you need to get out of this dead end job. Why did you even get to this stupid job? And I'm so confused. I'm like, you're the one who told me to take this job. Mm. And now you're telling me it's a dead end job. I need to quit, which I understood. Like, yeah, it hasn't, mind you, it hasn't been a year since I've been at this job. I mm. haven't been there for a year. Mm. and I now my mom is making me pay rent at home 
and I'm trying to be saving money for school. Yeah. So she's taking half of my, my paycheck for rent. And nice. then she stopped paying the other bills in the house. Like, you know, like, uh, paying for electricity, paying for cable and internet and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was paying for those things. Mm. And then I'm also buying food for the entire household. Plus my mom works, she, she works two jobs, two full-time jobs. And she has renters as well. So now that I'm older, when I'm doing the calculations, I was like, what? How yeah. is this? She was getting quite a bit of money, wasn't she? No, no, she, she was making a lot of money. Because yeah. even like there was a time I saw her taxes. Mm. I I almost I almost passed out. I was like, this woman makes a lot. Why was and she would scream out at me for that money? Mm. And then she once moved in like this other uncle one time for a few weeks. And then she told me to get rid of my room. So I had to share my room with her, but I was still paying rent. And when you say this uncle, is it a blood uncle or? I, no, no, none of this, except my actual, actual uncle. None of this. Yeah. Uh, that's why I say this sub uncle, this, you know, this. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. No, and then the thing is, it was so uncomfortable because this grown man who was in his fifties kept on hitting on me every single day, every chance he got. Did you tell your mom? And I tell her, tell her, say why she would say I seduced him. So <laughs> I would, I couldn't say anything. You just like you know, you try and avoid both ends. Because if my mom comes home, like people will ask us, like, why are you guys sweeping the floor when there's nothing on the floor? We we used to sweep and mop every single night. My, and there's nobody at home all day long. Nobody's at home. We come home around like 6 p.m. And then all of a sudden we have to sweep a mop. And she could not. My mom would like find a glass in the sink and she would run upstairs and bang on your door while you're sleeping at wow. 6 in the morning and just scream and lose it. Or like she will be fine and you guys will be laughing. And then a second later, without knowing what's going on, she'll start yelling at you or she'll grab whatever is next to her and just hit you with it. Wow. So like this, so you never felt safe sitting next to my mom. Like she will come home and then five minutes later, me and my brother will be sitting in the living room. We'll be all laughing and whatnot. But five minutes after she comes home and sits on the couch, we find an excuse to leave. <sighs> Because you can't be in the same room with her. It's just, yeah. No, no, no. She just, yeah, this woman. <laughs> it, it was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And so when I was working with this auntie, when it's going back and forth, they're both yelling at me and both of them are like, you know, they're lying. And then one time, like sometimes my mom will come to auntie's house during my shift and then you know they'll sit and drink uh coffee together or tea they'll be laughing da 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 things are good and then at the end of my shift we're going home and then uh, we minute we get into the car she starts bad mouthing her like oh she's such a useless woman I... or do you even see her child <laughs> like something is wrong with that like, that child is not it was not brought into this earth naturally she's a witch Blah, blah. Everyone's a witch, then, yeah. <laughs> every, oh yeah, I've hey. been called a witch too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so like you would you would cook something at, like at auntie number one's house and then i'll bring it home and then my mom will ask me like were you there when this food was being cooked and i'm like of course i'm the one who made it to eat it if i wasn't there she'll say throw it out but then you will see her the next day eating the house at the same house 
Wow. And with the food that I didn't cook. Wow. It's, you just keep getting whiplash. It's so confusing. <laughs> You're like, what's going on? Wow. And uh, you just like, no matter where you go, you don't get peace. Cause they just kept on going. They are like love and hate relationship yeah. together. Yeah. So after like a year, I was like, you know, I'm done. I can't live in this house anymore. And I had been applying for jobs outside of the city, like back to the city, like I was uh, going to school for, Mm -hmm. like at. Mm -hmm. And then I got a job. So I came back down to the city and then I like, the day I interviewed, the next day they called me, I moved in, like one of my aunties, like I I would say auntie number three. Yeah. Was like, hey, you know what? Move. Why don't you move in with me? Rent free until you like, you know, you make up money for you to like find your own place. Mm-hmm. And for me, moving in with you, I already know <laughs> what it's like, you know, from my experience. It's never good. So I move in with her and then I start asking her, okay, how much you want me to pay for it? She's like, no, 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 you don't pay anything. And she's like, Oh, but like, you know, keep, keeps asking me like money. I keep asking her money wise. How can I help out? Yeah. And then she starts asking me, she's like, were you paying money at home? And I was like, yes. And then some of the conversations, she starts asking me a little bit more about my mom. And she's like, ah, you know, auntie number one, I knew the things that you're telling me about. She was capable of those things. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know she was capable of doing them to family because we consider you family. Mm-hmm. But with your mom, I'm so surprised because you know what? You're telling the what you are saying is sounding like your mom is a narcissist. I'm like, uh-uh, don't be putting words here. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. getting defensive. I'm like, no, my mom is not. My mom is my mom is the best. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but, but why do you feel I, the need to defend your mom, knowing exactly what your mom is like? I don't. I, I don't know. I was so clouded. I was. I just wouldn't. I think I wanted something out of her. I wanted her to become this person like who actually genuinely cares. I wanted mm-hmm. her to be a mom. So no matter what, I, w- I had that in my head. Like maybe one day something will change. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to let myself believe like she's this person. Right. Okay. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I, after two months, I move out on my own. Like I move out. I had a friend. We moved in together. Things are good. Mm-hmm. And then... I like I got down to see my mom mm-hmm. for the weekend and when I was going down to see her I remember I was so uncomfortable uh, with the whole thing because I had spoke with I spoken to one of my aunties and I told her what had happened mm-hmm. so my auntie so I'll say this is auntie number four yeah. auntie number four just um she's one of those no filter aunties mm-hmm. if if I tell her someone did me wrong she's gonna approach you mm-hmm. and she's gonna like say hey this is this so she approached my mom and she was like, Hey, you know, this other woman is doing X, Y, Z to your child. I don't understand why you will like let this person do this. And this is what's going on. Then my mom's like, Oh no, mm-hmm. this is a lie. That never happened. And also I'm trying to teach her life experience. Mm-hmm. So if I rush in every single time someone hurts her, she's never going to learn life experience. Okay. <sighs> And for me, I believed it. I, I was like, okay. But then <laughs> I finally, like, I approached my mom and I was like, hey, I didn't know you knew this information. Mm. And if you had known it, like, some of the things didn't have to happen the way they happened. 
you could have done something about it. Yeah. And then my mom, of course, she, my mom is like, oh, you're disrespectful for coming at me, but I forgive you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's a woman of God. I forgive Every single time she's like, it is well, I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> so you left confused as to why are you forgiving me? But like, uh, you know, you just let it go. And you know, the trouble is with you. So why are you actually forgiving you? You know, like, like where, how? <laughs> That's why I say you can't reason with crazy. <laughs> you can never understand crazy. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, so like things are just not good. So me and my mom kind of stopped talking a little bit over that incident because I'm like, you're constantly doing things and saying things, but then you never actually are that person. Like to other people, you're the greatest, you're the greatest person ever. To me, you're not a great mom. Yeah. And in hopes this will change our situation, right? Mm-hmm. No, uh, sadly, like the time I stopped talking to her, my mom had traveled back home. And with that time when she traveled back home, she found my father sick. Mm-hmm. And my father, like uh, a week later, passed away from cancer. Oh, no. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Hey. Uh, yeah, it's, it sucks, but you know, life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it started hitting me because my mom and my dad were talking a lot. And then like, sometimes when my mom would like, after she finished talking to my dad, she would call me and vent about that conversation. And then I remember a couple months back, she told me like, you know, your father has been complaining. He's sick. He's sick. He's just trying to like, you know, find an excuse to run away from like the projects that I have him to do. He's trying not to do any of these projects. Mm. And Turns out, like, my dad was actually, like, showing signs of actually being sick. But my mom was like, no, you have to stay doing your project. Like, this project, this is something you agree to. You can't, like, you know, back, you can't back out of it now. Mm. So, while my, like, while my mom is back home, um, like, I was trying to, like, get answers as to why is my dad in, in the ICU? Can I speak to him? Can, you know, can, can I at least see pictures? Can I get any information? My mom refused everybody to share any information with us like it's quiet you don't hear anything mm. and then she's the only one who could tell who could tell us information so to me it was like oh okay what's going on like i it's so unreal like you're telling me my father's sick my father's never been sick a day in his life and all of a sudden now he's passed away a week later and no one is giving me any information and you're refusing for people to tell me information and it was just because my mom was like cooking up her own story to come share with us (laughs) and then because like when she comes back she's like yeah your father was sick and apparently there was another woman in the story blah 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 and this other woman was pretending to be his wife but i'm his wife so i i was confused i was like okay what do you mean didn't you people get divorced yeah it it must have been confusing because (laughs) you know you know she's saying there was another woman but i was the wife yeah but at some point she was ready to get married to you know to the other woman and then she mm-hmm. was also prepared to get married to the other character. To the other man, uncle. yeah. So, like, oh, this must have been incredibly confusing for you. So, I am asking, I'm like, when you guys, like, divorced? She's like, no, he's my husband. We were never divorced. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. And for her, like, my father's death, apparently, it was, like, very traumatic. And she just was like, she lost, she was like, I lost everything. I I can't even think straight. He was my everything. But 
you know, like I was sitting there like Tinto, I'm one of those people like God made me a certain way yeah. where I cannot sit and watch someone who's in pain and not do anything about it. Right. And I just, I don't hold on to things or anything like that. But like that moment when she, cause I had finally asked some of my uncles, I was like, you, you have people back home. Like I'm asking my, you have people back home. Can you at least tell me what they're saying? Cause I'm not getting anything from this side. Mm. And then my uncle is the one who's finally telling me, Oh yeah, your father, there was this woman. So I knew some of the story that was going on. But then at the same time, my mom will call my father, my uncle and be laughing and be like, eh, this man is dead. You won't believe it. And these people are expecting me to be sad and crying, blah, 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 blah. And she will be laughing and then turn around and go out into the funeral and pretend like she's completely distraught. Oh my God. So she's like two facing, <laughs> like nobody being de- deserving of an Oscar, you know, putting on her, per- her performance. <laughs> so when she came back, uh, and then she's trying to tell me the story and trying to get the reaction. I'm sitting there like just trying to watch her. I'm watching and it's like, it's almost comically funny because I was just sitting there like unmoved and just waiting to see how far and how many details because some of the things she wasn't even saying. And she's like, just read, just read the reports, read the hospital reports. But I'm like, I, why couldn't you just, if you, if this was what you were going to do, you could have just sent me the reports. I didn't have to come all this way and you didn't have to come all this way for like for this. Cause prior to us, uh, prior to my dad passing, we were not talking. Yeah. So you could have just sent me these reports, but okay, I'll let you go with your story. And of course, she got the sympathy she wanted for my brother. My brother fell for it, you know. And I like the next day I came back to the city. I was like, I'm done. I I, I don't want to, you know, be playing these back and forth games. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, okay, you know, what? we just went through a, a huge loss, and I'm not just gonna pretend like you know nothing happened and. I'm going to like continue, like maybe this time around, my mom's and I's relationship is going to be different. Mm. So I went back like I always do. Like I'll be like, ah, I'm not talking to you. And then I'll go back. <laughs> mm. And then things were going somewhat okay. Cause like at this time she, like I would say some things. And then whenever she starts going her way of like trying to separate us, cause she would call family members and tell them I'm a horrible child. I'm this mm-hmm. and this and this. So she's calling people, just lying to them about me. And all of these things I'm finding out from other family members saying like, why is your mom calling me saying I'm abusing you? Why is your mom calling me saying this and this? Mm. And I'm confused as to why I'm like, no, these are the the same people that she's calling are the same people that she said, you know, like these are people who will protect you. The same aunties, except for auntie number one, that one, ah, that one's special. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I really like my dad's passing. Her and I finally like, you know, slowly start talking. And then but I never felt safe to be like alone in a room with her. So whenever I go visit, because I you never know what comes out of her mouth, but she acts right in front of people, right? So I used to take my roommate to travel with me to like whenever I go visit my mom. If I'm staying there for two days, my roommate's gonna be there for two days. And I, I would tell her, like, you are not allowed to leave me alone with her. Mm. And my roommate, mostly, like, she could hear, she is, she had overheard some of the conversations. And then she already knew, like, okay, yeah, you are not allowed to be alone with your mom. Like, 
because some of like the trauma that my mom installed like my roommate yeah. is the one who had like to help me like work through it like even like when my roommate would open my door a certain way i would jump and panic mm. so like you'd be like oh no, no no so like she had to work towards different ways of like you know our relationship to work and then for me to like trust like nobody's gonna come and hurt me in the middle of my sleep so <laughs> it was very interesting but like you know i made it past that i'm like i'm doing good and then so in one of our trips like my mom had come down to see me in my city and i had gone down to see her like at her hotel room i was with my roommate and she is like laying down getting ready to go to bed and she answers a phone call and then you know like a facetime call and she's like hey you ah. i'm like who are you talking to because not even six months ago you were crying over my father mm. so who's this person mm. and she's like no, no i'm just talking to my pastor it's nobody it's just my pastor i'm like ah, okay uh the minute we leave the room we're like that's definitely not her pastor there's something going on she denied it and denied it and denied it and then uh like i would say three months later she said hey i'm planning a trip to a different city a different country in africa yeah and it's like you know i'm going for a church retreat okay and i was like okay cool go ahead yeah you know good go pay for us you know she goes and then she comes back and when, while she was there i was talking to her another thing like when me and my mom are talking i i tend to call her every day because i want to check in i want to make sure she's doing good so i was calling her every single day we will facetime we will talk and then when she came back to the country and then i had a facetime with her like two days after she lands and then in a facetime she flashes me her hand and i'm like what is this and she's mm. like oh you don't know what a wedding ring and an engagement ring is oh lord <laughs> and who is she engaged to now the pastor oh no 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 she's married <laughs> mm. <laughs> to the pastor yeah yeah to this pastor man and i was like my i don't even to this day i don't know this man's name what do you mean i uh, she never told me anything about him like tito <laughs> You know this man as much as I know him. I know nothing. You gotta be joking. Uh, and I was like, okay, so you were there and we spoke every single day and you chose not to tell me anything. And I'm like, she was like, oh, I was trying to, you know, not get like bad vibes and da 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 da. Uh, I was like, when have I never not supported you in every single thing you've done? and i would not be out here telling you no you can't marry this person i'm not the person who's marrying them like you know i just you can tell me i'm not an acquaintance i'm your child mm. you want me to tell you about my life but you choose not to tell me about yours and then like not only have you gone and married this man you just now like our lives are entangled with him so from so, that day so, i was like you know so this ah. man out of his own initiative has not tried to reach out to you as as his stepchildren uh that's the thing she was like oh you never reached out to him when did he reach out to me that was my question to her because he never did i'm like you are a grown man you can't call someone before you marry into that family and be like hey let me introduce myself because oh yeah by this by the way this man is a pastor <laughs> is a man of god but <sighs> so yeah and then i was like oh you know um 
we got married out of convenience. We couldn't even like it. It, it, it wasn't even yeah. because of love Wait or whatnot. It was who's saying this? Him or her? Uh, this no. This is my mom when she's trying to explain. I'm like, what do you mean convenience? Yeah. What is the convenience here? Explain it to me. Yes. No explanation. Oh, you just are trying to like uh be negative towards my love story. Blah 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 blah. It's never anything, right? She's like, I know maybe I might have upset you or you are upset. But I don't understand as to why. And ah, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know what? Every single time we talk, not only do you degrade me, you constantly are degrading me. There's nothing ever good enough for you. Now you are treating me as an acquaintance. If this is how you want to move, eh, it's fine. You know what? I'm just going to cut off communication right now because this is not good for my mental health yeah. like i was struggling my mental health was struggling i was not doing well yeah so since i i stopped talking to her she has gone to other family members i don't know what's wrong with her she refuses to talk to me blah 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 and i had told her you know what my condition is you admit where you did wrong mm. Because you've never said you're sorry. You've never once uh, apologized for anything. That's another thing. My mom will never apologize. Mm. Come hell, high water, she will never apologize. <laughs> there will be a camera catching her doing an act and she'll be like, that's not me. <laughs> mm. So I was like, you need to, uh, at least I acknowledge that some of the things that you did did hurt me as a person. And it's not okay. Like you did that. And then for me, the minute you say, hey, I noticed that this is what I did and I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm good to move forward. But like, and that was my only condition. I was like, just admit you're sorry. And then we can move forward. That did not happen. She's calling my grandmother and my grandmother is like calling me saying, this is not the child I raised. What's going on? You don't cut people off. You don't, you know, <laughs> and then like mind you, me saying I'm cutting you off is like, I'm not blocking you. Yeah. Just in case there's an emergency, I'm not going to block you. I'm just just going to stop communication. This is all starting to make a hell of a lot of sense in terms of the lessons. <laughs> and, 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 and I'll fill those in. But it's starting yeah. to make so much sense. So it's like, okay, you know what? I, I told my grandma, I was like, for reasons, I was like, hey, this is what she needs to do mm. in order for us to move forward. My grandma's like, you know what? I don't. Like, you know me as a person, I'm not going to say you should cut off communication. Mm. But she's like, you know, I know you and the person that you are is not the person who's going to do this lightly. Yeah. So move as you, you know, as you wish. But remember, this is your mother. And then like, at the same time, I was also going to therapy. And my therapist is the type of person who call me out even when I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> I want you to be on my side. She mm. was like, you know, yeah, for your mental health, cut off communication. Can I tell you something very so, personal to me? Yeah. I had a an issue with a very, very close family member. So I'm talking nuclear, right? My immediate mm -hmm. family. That was giving me so much stress that if I thought about that family member or I had a conversation with that family member, I would have palpitations and I would have chest pains for three days nonstop. So I was yeah. getting worried. I went over to a doctor and they said it was coscochondritis or something like that. Yeah, well, but then because of the frequency, they were like, no, it can't be this. 
It's mm-hmm. only after I spoke to my therapist about it that they said that you what what, what you're actually feeling is genuine heartache. And this oh, heartache wow. is not going to be healed unless you cut off this family member. And I did not talk mm-hmm. to them for two years straight. And it's only after that two-year sabbatical that it all made sense. Because now when I, <laughs> when I engaged them again beyond that point, I had peace and I had no more chest pains every time I spoke to, to them. Mm-hmm. So I totally relate to this therapist recommending for you because for your own peace, for your sanity, for your mental health, and for your actual physical health, it was necessary. Oh, yeah. Like, I had, you know, with this relationship, yeah. it was, it's it's so bad to the point, like, Tinto, I get what you're saying would happen with me. And like, I would even like panic attacks. I was yep. like yep. on medication yep. for panic attacks. Yep, all of and that. And then, like, I don't want to talk about, you know, like the, you know, wanting to end yourself and end life. It's, I know it's like very touching. It's a very touchy subject, but like Mm. I was there at points. And then it's just like, even the the thing is every single person who was around me, my friends, they would notice it. And then they'll be like, Hey, yeah, I have noticed whenever you talk to your mom, Mm. not even two days later you start acting this way and you start putting yourself down so much and you get so depressed and yeah. i was like no 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 and then they every single time they made it a point to call it out to me each time and it started being like a broken record and you're so annoyed like hey can you people stop you know <laughs> like it's it's not my mom like but like each time you talk to her you don't you, you don't act like yourself anymore because you're always genuinely the bubbliest, happiest person we know. But each time this woman comes around or she comes to visit you, you are not yourself. You mm. just, you just like disintegrate in front of mm. us and this is not mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was looking at things with rose colored glasses on, you know, until like, you know, the hair marriage, I feel like that was the thing that opened my eyes. <laughs> And I was like, okay, you know, this is not a healthy relationship. And then I stopped communication. And then when she just tried reaching out and what hurt, I was like, okay, you know what? Fine, I'll give in. And then let's see, like, mm. where we take this, right? Mm. I, I told her, I was like, hey, I, I'm willing to talk to you, but only under the supervision of a therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you outside of these boundaries. These are my boundaries. Mm. so she was like okay fine yeah i'm ready i'm ready to work on myself i'm ready for this like i want to have a relationship with my daughter i was like okay hey we're making progress <laughs> i was so happy mm. oh my goodness i was beyond happy i'm telling i'm like i'm telling my roommate i'm telling my friends like we're going to therapy she's gonna do the work you know maybe me cutting off communication this time actually worked something clicked in her head mm. and we had a Zoom therapy session because we're both not in the same city. And with the whole time she was sitting there and then I go bring up like the reasons why we're not communicating. Mm. And then she's like, well, I was not, I like, I was not aware of the fact that I didn't tell you about my husband. I just didn't want bad energy from people. And on top of that, like I talked to you about him. The, mm. I, I am looking like an idiot. I am shaking because first of all, confronting her with all these things is so hard. Yeah, yeah. So every single thing I say, like, I'm like, okay, what about my dad's passing? I didn't hear anything about it. You didn't, didn't share anything. You told everybody not to share information. And mm. then 
to find out later on from my aunties because one of them actually snuck her phone they took pictures and sent them to me yeah that i could have had a conversation with my dad because my mom was like there's n- you are not allowed to have phones in the icu you can't have phones mm. and then one of my aunties is like no that's not true you could have had your you could have talked to him like yeah he like you know he's mental he mentally wasn't there 100 and 100% of the time but like there were most of the time so he was lucid and you could have had a conversation you could have like at least said goodbye yeah oh so God. I'm bringing all of this up and I am crying and mm. she's like no nope, that didn't happen and then the therapist is looking at me like I'm the crazy one in all of this situation and at the end of the session she's like okay how do you guys want to proceed forward I was like you know what this session just showed me who you are and if you can't even admit to the things that happened and you're saying like, cause I was starting to second guess myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. am I the one who's lying? Did she actually try to make all of these things happen? And I'm the one who's like, you know, in my head about it. Yeah. And you start double, like thinking about everything, like, you know, doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. I told the therapist, I told her, I was like, you know, I'm done. I'll talk to you when I'm ready. And clearly you are not ready. So that's it. And then, yeah, since that was like, I want to say nine months ago. Lord of mercy. And I've been thriving. <laughs> you say that, so, but... It's, no, it's, honestly... It's, it's, it's really a lot to take in, eh? It is, but like... Uh, since like I've cut her off, that's one of the things is like even standing up for myself. Cause there were times where I, I had been attacked at work mm. and severely attacked, but then I would be, I'll try and justify it. Mm. Cause you know, and my mom would be like, Hey, it's your job. There's, you know, there's some things like you're like, this is what you're supposed to do. And then mm. I'm like, no, any other human being, mm. if this happened to anybody else, that's not okay. So why mm-hmm. is it okay for me? Right. Mm-hmm. So you start having those conversations and then I'm just like, I am happier. Like now I can like genuinely be myself in front of people without being worried. Like, but if somebody says, Hey, that's not okay. You can't, you know, you can't laugh or smile that way. Nobody likes it. Cause you know, we couldn't laugh and smile any way we wanted to laugh when yeah. we were growing up. So, or just, just genuinely just being happy is now acceptable. I have so much more confidence in myself because I'm like, I'm not being told every single day, like, oh, something is wrong with you. This and this, this, she's picking at everything. I'm like looking and finding like appreciation. And it's, it, it's sad that this is why I like brought it forth, but I'm like, you know, I, yeah, God has, uh, you know, has, away there's a thing for everybody and (laughs) this was my growth story i suppose (laughs) do you know i i really don't know which of these kind of stories impact me the most whether it's the romantic ones or it's the family ones because my view of family and what family should be and what family is versus the reality for other people just throws me off so bad. I I think that's what I struggled with because I wanted, you know, like you have that picture in your head. This is what family is supposed to be. And you constantly keep hoping and praying that next time it's going to be it. But it's not. So it's like, ah. 
Well, <laughs> one thing I've always been taught by those close to me is feel every emotion to the full because that's the best way that you can heal. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that you're feeling, feel it to the max because once you exhaust an emotion, it can't get any better off you. The only way is up. Yeah. If you're if you're hopelessly sad and also have the blessing of a strong mental state that supports you not to encourage you to take your own life, you can't mm-hmm. become any sadder. Mm-hmm. The only way is up. It might take three months, six, whatever time it takes. The, the, the eventual position is going to be a better place than where you are right now. It feels to me That's like true. you engaging the therapist has kind of given you that crutch to lean on and get you to a spot where you can talk to me about this openly. And also not just yeah. to, and not just to me, but to everybody else listening to this episode who might be having something similar and struggling with relationships that they have with their parents. That is true. Uh, which which really just brings me to the four lessons that you have as I wrap this up. Your first mm-hmm. lesson is not everybody's meant to be a parent, and and I totally get it. And 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 and, and I'm not saying that your mom is a bad parent or she's got bad parenting skills, but what I can say is some of the actions that she has done and some of the behavior she's exhibited to you as a child has impacted you in a way that's caused you panic attacks. That has given you anxiety. That has made you nervous about being around adults to the point where you had to go and get support from a therapist. So I totally get that. And then lesson number two, you can't change people who don't want to change. (laughs) She she, she is who she is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And lesson number three, accountability is everything. Because another thing that becomes very natural to humans is to finger point and say that you did this, you did this, you did that. And I'm like this because of like this, because of A, B, C, D, E. But whenever you point a finger at somebody, you got four others point, well, three, I've just tried it. You got three others pointing right back at you. Mm -hmm. So what is it about you that is three times the reason why I'm the way that I am? So I get that accountability is everything. And then- Number four, there's no understanding crazy. I, I don't even know how you can even <laughs> try to begin to understand what was happening with your mom because Oh wait. It's sorry a lot. to cut you mm. off. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I just had I, I just remember something to just end it on a very interesting note. Yeah. Uh she's now a full time pastor as well. Lord of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Stick to what your name means, Kahina. You're a fortune teller. Stick to getting the fortune. Uh, I mean, <laughs> seeing what's happening ahead of time without needing to associate yourself with the church. Because, yo, what? <laughs> I oh am speechless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another episode of The Feeling Station. I'm your host, Tinto. <laughs> and I look forward to catching you. <laughs> In next weekend's episode. Peace. Thanks.